0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective, um, your one stop shop for almost everything sports. Um, obviously the pod doesn't have sponsors yet. Um, so basically we are coming back to you guys, our bosses, the audience, um, you guys can support the pod. We have a listener support segment. You can support the pod with as little as a dollar or $5 or, or $10. So um, basically support the pod, help us to create more um episodes and better content for you guys um you can support the pod if you're into that okay uh let's get into the pod.
1: um if you have the time i can explain how i became a supporter. so <laughs> around 2010 um i believe we class age right kc you kcp so man somebody's we took a newspaper so standings and then you know we tried to make a badge you know so then, then was a Man United fan, right? But uh, like, you know, just Man United, so some uh, guy So going through, you know, Mabakisho, back issue, West Ham. will take one of the hams. And ever since that day, we know you up.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Drum roll. Man, the Premier League is back. Um, we just had our first game week, the first game week of the 2021-2022 season. Uh, this is going to be a very big season, a very big season for some clubs. Uh, my name is Pablo. I'm joined by Linus. Hello. Yeah, man. Um, what's up with you, Linus, man? What's good? I'm good, I'm good. know. Coming off a week of football, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, man. Obviously, um, Linus is joining me from Donholm home. Um, i in Nairobi. Um, at the moment, I'm in Rongai. I'd say Karen because it's, it's exactly. No, it's not Rongai, but it, I'd say Karen. Uh, Karen slash Rongai in Nairobi. Uh, um, when we we'll talk about the Premier League, obviously the first um, weekend. Um, obviously there's there's a, there's a lot that happened during the weekend. We you know Man United won um there's a lot that happened you know western won in tyneside against newcastle that was also massive um but ah i just have to ask man liners um basically what was the biggest headline of the weekend obviously a lot happened but what was the biggest headline of the weekend what can we take away from with one
1: um that Arsenal are rubbish and <laughs> No, <laughs> will should be among the names uh we can consider for relegation. Yeah, but I believe I mean you know, Brentford, Brentford winning their first game in the Premier League ever. That that should be the headline for the weekend. I, even though it was against a national side to again and uh, repeat our rubbish. Uh still a deserved victory for them. <laughs>
0: wow man just for you guys that are, on, are new to the podcast linus is actually a tottenham fan and this is why he's basically imploring b- breaking down um, arsenal at the moment but to be honest arsenal are trash man um this was brentford's first game in the top division in 74 years these guys have not played in the top division in england since 1947 1947 actually liverpool won the first division and man united was second this is how far it goes these days after they played in the first division their first game in the premier league man um, basically linus did you watch the game were you impressed by brentford at all because it seemed like they won this one easily and they, they were the better side um within in 90 minutes
1: yeah i mean uh they played whenever you have a team coming up they you know the first few games they always have this i want to say energy that they carry into each game and it seemed uh, Arsenal uh, not for Brentford were throwing at them, and mm-hmm. yeah, they played really well. Uh, you saw, you saw the, uh, they played to their strengths. One of the, one of which being you know set pieces, uh, the second goal which came from a long throw set piece, which is not something you see every day in the league, was quite refreshing to you know to see what this new club will bring mm-hmm. as, as time goes by. And yeah, I mean, again, you saw Arsenal being Arsenal under arteta you know, the same mistakes, the same issues with the system, and it was quite enjoy. It was quite enjoyable. I mean, it was a, it was a great way to start a campaign. Start, you know, for me, I, I, to see London rivals topple like that, and surely, I, I had some laughs.
0: Yeah, man, it was it was very refreshing. And like to think Brentford could have won this one with, with more than two goals. Um, Arsenal are not threatening at all. The only chance that we saw Arsenal get was the the one by Balogun, um, which he scuffed. That one, his first touch was horrible on that one. But Muma wasted a lot, a ton of chances. Um, it was. To be honest, Brentford could have had four goals in this one, easily. Um, I think Bumo had a couple of chances where he had the chances to score. Um, also, um, Saji Kanyos, who, who actually... I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, our listeners from Spain, you guys you guys can tell me if I'm pronouncing this right. Saji um, with a first half goal, the, the opener, obviously Brentford's first Premier League goal ever. And obviously, his first goal in the Premier League, scoring on his debut in the Premier League as well. Saji Kanyos was very influential, um, obviously. But Arsenal are all over the place defensively. Um, we saw, basically, the imploring, um, basically, the banter on Twitter with people um, tearing into Ben White. Um, obviously, Nogat um, nicked in that 73rd-minute goal. Obviously, like Lennox just said, a set-piece. It was, um, I think, refreshing. Because set-pieces are goals that most people usually um, under it but there are goals nonetheless um but for me um, i think i think i can say um that, that basically the talking the biggest headline of the weekend um has to be hurricane um obviously from north london from the other side of north london to the other side of north london but i think i think the fact that um actually city didn't um, weren't well, weren't didn't play that well but Spurs, as a, as a team, as a unit, they did they played really well. I think according to what Mourinho usually says, um, defending as a block, attacking as a block, and the counters really worked really well for for Tottenham. And that might be the headline of the weekend, man. Spurs actually beat City, um, the champions, again without Hurricane.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, as much as you won, I don't I don't think it was. It wasn't, you know, as I say, the, the way people put it last year, like a tactical masterpiece. I, I just think at some point in the game, I don't know, we, we played. Uh, look, I, I want. I say <clears throat> I'm happy to see the way we played. I haven't seen uh, Spurs players putting such a shift, you know, such passion into the game for a while now. And I liked how we won tackles, how we won the second ball, and how, for some weird reason, every time we, you know, the ball would break, uh, either Lucas. Bug Ben or, or son so would find themselves in the middle of the pitch with a lot of space, you know, space to control the ball, turn around, run. And so as much as we wanna say we were good, I think Man City were not up to speed, not up to power, were terrible. And I mean, yeah, I mean it's again it's only one game that not much can be concluded, but still
0: uh I, you know
1: a good win it wasn't a game i expected us to get away get anything from but a good win nonetheless
0: yeah obviously you guys um obviously winning one nil but son we know son usually um enjoys playing against city has called multiple times against them in the past um he said after the game quote that's why i signed because i don't want to move again somewhere else i could be here for 10 years or more than 10 years um, obviously the Spurs fans were chanting during the game are you watching Hurricane, are you watching Hurricane um, towards the end um, this brought up obviously the question um, that we have spoken n- numerous times on TWP transfers. If you guys are new to the third world perspective, you can go back and listen to our previous episodes. Um TWP Transfers we actually, transfers. We actually had a very um informative guest, a very interesting guest in the previous episode. Um Alex, who is actually a freelance journalist from, you know, from East London. Um but news from news from North London this morning. Harry Kane has actually trained with, with the first team um this morning for the first time um since returning from holiday. Um, but this raises the question, Linus. Man, as are as actually better without Harry Kane? Um, because it seems like when he's when he's out injured, um, they they play really well. Uh, obviously, he's very important because he chips in with the goals and the assists. But do they actually really need him that much that they can't survive without him?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you do need a striker to in whatever in most seasons that are used in modern football. You do need a striker. Uh, Son so is doesn't well what you can say is whenever ken goes missing his son always steps up to the plate mm-hmm. which is commendable of him but yeah i mean when you know hurricane does provide this focal point you know attacks which son might not because he might you know feel an inclination to move to uh, the wider areas of the pitch uh ken also is able you know has good holder play is able to bringing other players into the game which might not get its own and as much as he had this good game plan up front which um, i wouldn't expect him to deliver the same uh come uh, game week in game week out. but again mm-hmm. i could be wrong i could be wrong he he's a very special player uh, human son that is mm-hmm. and who's you know he's capable of carrying a, a team like spaz so we'll have to see we'll have to wait and see whether or not, if Kane does remain or if he leaves, then how will uh, Nuno and you know the team around him, how will they react to it?
0: Yeah, obviously um, the talk coming now from Man City is that they are ready to offer 150 million pounds to Tottenham um, for Harry Kane. Um, but we've asked this question multiple times on the third world perspective, we've asked this question on TWP transfers, we're doing it now in the first episode of um, EPL Week 1 the question is, will Daniel Levy actually sell Hurricane 1? We have asked this multiple times, Um, we'll keep on asking until actually the window closes but do you think this will happen?
1: Uh, After the game, I mean and I feel sorry for City because after the game that was uh, both sides not playing with a recognisable striker. Uh, you have to think, you know, after giving the results, that that Levy is seen, can see a bit of desperation from Man City. Because all of a sudden, you know, he might he might have said a figure of 150, but Man City come calling and he goes, you know, if you're willing to play 150, why not 170? You do need the striker. We saw, you know, we, we came, you came, you came to a pitch and we saw how badly you needed a striker. So, you know, poke up a bit of mon- a bit of money but i don't think Levy will allow ken to leave not this late because we still have to look for a replacement and again if, if he does leave this late then we open ourselves to the same uh negotiation antics because now all of a sudden everyone sees that we are uh, we are desperate for a strike and can inflate the prices of the players mm-hmm. so he wouldn't do so. i don't think he'll do so uh ken just has to admit another season with a squad mm-hmm. and probably because you're thinking, if he, you know, if he's still here next summer, and next summer is when Bart is a free agent. Next summer is when I think Holland's release clause either comes into play or is also close uh, at the end of his contract. You know, a lot of options become available next summer, and Ken all of all of a you know all of a sudden Ken is not looking like a hot, like the, the hot prospect is looked through the window. So yeah, I mean. <coughs> If he stays he he'll probably be here for good until he runs out his contract or well, either that or he leaves this summer because he might not get a chance again
0: yeah obviously um and, and nbc's rachel law actually um was commenting on this and, on this and he, he said that um it's, it's actually a very good deal for Tottenham at the moment i think danny levy um the option um the offer of 150 million 150 million pounds for hurricane is is actually uh an offer that to me it seems an offer that he can't refuse it's almost godfather like it's i'll give him an offer he can't refuse it's it's almost like that man because because um, it's not often that you actually get offered £150 million for any player, not just Hurricane, for any player. And um, don't you think that, that that money could be wisely used, basically, um, Nuno could put it to use and, and actually build a squad that he wants, a squad that he thinks can challenge the top four, a squad that he thinks can actually take Tottenham to the next level? Uh, um, is Levy, in this case, actually um, not considering um, a, a factor like that because it seems at the moment you guys are in, you are perhaps in a rebu- rebuilding phase. I'd say so. And
1: I, I think Levy's concern is he never wants to sell to a rival because he never wants to sell to a club playing in the EPL because you're threatening Man City at your own expense, which is again I I can I can see I see the logic in that, but also you forget Kane is you know he's, he's I mean after, I mean, about, other than Son, he's one of our talismans. And, mm-hmm. you know, being top last season, and um, top, top assist, uh, and we still manage to finish seventh, you'd think, how awful awesome will we be without him? And so, as much as the financial side uh, does look more appealing, I think, mm-hmm. long-term planning, and until we get a replacement, until we get that long-term solution, and until, you know, Kane is at a point where we can't um, hold him for much longer, yeah. he would have to remain a Spurs player. He, there's more, there's, he offers a lot more than whatever you can quantify, $150 million to the Spurs side.
0: Yeah, man, obviously um, he's a legend at the moment. He's the, he's the guy that's actually chasing um, to be Tottenham's all-time top scorer. Um, but for me, if, if, I, if I'm Daniel Levy in this case, I actually sell to, to Man City um i think 150 million is is, uh, an, is a figure that will actually might um change um the perspective for tottenham because we also remember um the the cover a lot, they have a lot of debt um right now obviously with the new stadium and everything and also um i think they just need the money man they just need to rebuild obviously they got some money from lamella i think it, um i, not, not, I think they they, they they did a swap deal there but they got some money from some of the players that they've lost um Sen, but they they need the money and um for me it just makes sense to sell hurricane even though he's 28 years old i think i think he still has i'd say perhaps six seven years left to play i don't think he has eight years nine years like he said um during the summer but i think for me if i'm an 11, i and actually sell but um, just um, news from The Athletic. Um, the Athletic's Jack Pitbrook, um, who actually covers Tottenham Hotspur and covers England from time to time, um, he said that City's only bid for Hurricane so far has, was £75 million. Pounds and 25 million pounds in add-ons so technically it's just um the 75 million pounds we're here to see these guys offer a bid obviously the 150 million pounds is still just um rumors but we'll see we'll see how this progresses over the next week um we'll cover this on twp transfers you guys should tune in for that um next obviously me and linus doing that for you guys um but Obviously, the weekend had mad results. Obviously, Man United winning 5-1 against Leeds in an absolute hammering. Bruno Fernandez actually getting his first hat trick um, for Man United. His first hat trick. I think I can say his first goal is first hat trick for in the in this Premier League season. Um, also, Luke Ayling as well scoring his first Premier League goals. I can't forget um, the guys from Yorkshire. Um, his seventh goal for Leeds in this one. Um, I think also Mason Greenwood as well became the fifth highest scoring teenager in Premier League history after after that um, goal early in the in the second half. Um, I actually have a Chelsea fan who is noting at me right now. So um, because I'm mentioning Man United, <laughs> but yeah, but um, some some of the results, man, um, they were massive. Obviously, results that we expected to go the way that they did. Liverpool winning, um, Chelsea winning, Everton winning against Southampton. Um, but basically, Linus, who, who do you think? Um, can you actually tell at the moment after week one who looks more promising? Who do, who, who do you actually think will win the league, man? If I would ask you in August, man, who do you think um, will be in the top four? Who do you think will win the league?
1: Mm. I mean, if I had to put money on it, then I'd put it on Chelsea. The same, mm-hmm. the safer option, because um, um, since uh, Thomas Tuchel came in, Chelsea have been going from strength to strength and you're thinking this Chelsea side looks a lot similar or rather has the same has, has the same qualities uh the Man City side uh that Man City side said had the same qualities as the Man City side that won the league last season and none of their weaknesses in that they have a striker in Lukaku though has not yet featured for them and so yeah they look in proper contenders especially with you know Man City if Man City do again start uh, the season a bit slow, only to pick up at the you know at the later stages when it might cost them. So I'd, I'd I'd have to say Chelsea.
0: Yeah, um so Chelsea win the league um in May. Yeah I mean yeah
1: they they're looking uh, yeah they're,
0: they're looking, li- yeah, they're they're looking li-
1: contenders yeah.
0: Yeah I think also like Trevor Chaloba getting his first Premier League goal man that was that was mad. Obviously on his debut as well So saw his brother Nathaniel congratulating him on Twitter. Um, but also for me, the, the Alonso goal actually stood out for me. I'm just basically um, rubbing, um, I think the the feet of Chelsea fans here. Yeah. Um, Marcos Alonso with an absolute stunner um, of free kick um, in the first half. Obviously, that was Chelsea's fiftieth fiftieth direct free kick um, in, the, in the Premier League. But to be honest. Um, so, okay, I'll, I'll let you say your, your top four. Who else finishes in the top four? Um, obviously Chelsea winning the league. Who finishes second, third, and fourth?
1: I'd say Man City second and then either Liverpool or Aston Villa in fourth. Third and fourth.
0: We Aston Villa it. in fourth? Yeah,
1: Liverpool or Aston Villa. Yeah. Of, yeah. Course, of course, I I'm playing um, with you, but no, I mean yeah. Liverpool third, uh, fourth, fourth, United <laughs> by, uh, not convinced. Or maybe, maybe this could be Leicester's here. Who knows?
0: Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe this could be Leicester here. Um, for me, I'm, I'm actually the, the, there's two ways I'm seeing this um, because I think I think Ken um, actually staying at Tottenham will be very devastating for Man City. I think Jesus is a, is an average striker. I think he can actually um, get into the side and do slightly well. Um, obviously, I think City City need to get over that hump and actually get a striker. But um, if City actually don't get a striker, I'm not. I can't see them performing really well this season. Obviously, um, Pep Guardiola is a, is a manager that can turn things around in the January transfer window. So um, I'm not going to say that City are not going to finish in the top four because that's how good a manager they have and they have owners that can spend. Um, but I, I'm actually going with, with the side that most people are overlooking. I know people are saying Chelsea, 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 Man City, Man City. Um, there are one or two shots from Man United winning the league. Um, <laughs> yeah, but for me, I think I think at in May, I think we'll see Liverpool actually winning the league. I think, I think that squad is mature at the moment. I think um, they realize that the, their time is now. I think um, with Van Dijk coming, I think they're, 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 at, they're, they're, they're stronger of all the top four sides. Also Chelsea are, have a very good squad, but I think Liverpool are stronger in terms of um, what... I think in, term, in terms of prime, most of the squad is in its prime. I think Van Dijk coming back is an addition. Obviously Gomez is back as well, and they bought Kabak, who I think might be might be a rotational player. Obviously they've lost they've lost Roberson. Simikas did well in the weekend. I think Liverpool are a team that most people will overlook, but Liverpool will play really well. I think Sadio Mane is also coming back. Mo Salah, Firmino got that goal against Norwich as well. I think they they will fire this, this season. And just to look at their first first um, fixtures. Their first I think ten fixtures. They have they obviously they, they have Burnley at home this weekend. Um, which is a two out of five game. It's a must-win for them. Then they have Chelsea at home, Chelsea at Turnfield, which that one I think um, most people might have, might put their money on Liverpool winning. Then they have Leeds away, then Palace at home, then Brentford away. Then in week seven, they face Manchester City at Turnfield. Um, then Watford away, then Man United away. So I think the Man United away is the game that I can see them... Um, also the, the man city one but i can see them actually losing points are uh, actually being trained by the man United game which is nine weeks um away so that's i'd say i'd say liverpool i think they're, they're, they're most are overlooking them man um but in my top four i have um actually man united finishing second because i can't put chelsea or man united and then i have chelsea finishing third and man city finishing fourth if they don't get a striker. If they don't get a striker, City will City will struggle a lot this year. But Pep can turn that around in the general transfer window.
1: No, yeah, I mean, City won the league without a striker, with, you know, a couple of strikers, as Guardiola calls them. The Blue yeah. playing there, Ferrant Torres. We saw their top scorer being <clears throat> Ilke Gundogan. And yeah. the thing about City is, uh, once they start winning, they never look like they can lose. And... You're mentioning uh, Liverpool's fixtures, and you're thinking they could drop, and they could drop any uh, number of points in either of those fixtures. You know, beat the Burnley game or the Palace game. You know, something could happen, which is never the case with City. Whenever City, whenever City um, are on a roll, they are on, on a roll, and they you know dismantle teams left, right. Uh, and so, and so, <clears throat> when I said, when I say they finish second to Chelsea. And because of the lack of a striker, I think I, I don't think it will be because they've been poor. It will be more of Chelsea will have an edge. You know, there'd be that one game or two yeah. that one game or two games where Chelsea had an edge over them because yeah. they had a striker and City did not. And you think fortunes would have changed and uh, their roles be reversed? But still, I I maintain that probably I don't see man I don't see Manchester United. But- uh, performing that well this season, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we have the Leeds game. Don't get me wrong, but you also won that. We won the same fixture last season, six two. Mm-hmm. So, whenever you see a fixture where uh, Scott McTominay and Fred pop up with goals, you must think the Leeds mm-hmm. are a problem, and it's in there. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think Manchester you will struggle against yeah. against even yeah, against look, the top yeah, six.
0: Man United, obviously um, we won this fixture against Leeds um, by the same scoreline actually, by almost the same scoreline, four, four goal differential last year, obviously 6-2, um, this time we won 5-1. But um, our next game we have Southampton away, that's a fixture that we actually trailed la- last season 2-0 and we came back and won 3-2. Um, We have Wolves away, which is also a fixture that we won 2-1, obviously Wolves are a different side now with Nuno, um, but Wolves... Um, Let's actually struggle to break them down. I think we might struggle there, but expect us to win that one. Then after that, we have Newcastle at home. And then we have West Ham away, which West Ham usually struggle, but I also expect us to get points there. Aston Villa at home in week six. Then the Everton game in Old Trafford in week seven. So I think the Everton game is the one that I think we might lose i expect us i i will not be mad if we lose points there but actually expect us to do really well in the first six games because after after everton we have leicester away then liverpool at home then tottenham away so i think from week seven our fixtures get tougher but expect us to get a lot of points in these first seven weeks and um before the premier league actually starts and we, obviously we don't our players are starting to come back i think Rashford will join us in november or something. I, I think United have a shot. Obviously, there are still problems in central defensive mid because they, they lack a player in that position. But I think United will, will do well this, this season. I expect them to finish as high up as second or third. I'm, I, I should, I'm not expecting United to finish fourth this year. But yeah, we'll yeah we'll see we'll see if that happens. Regarding City, um, City have very City City have very tough fixtures this year. Obviously, they have Norwich um, this weekend at home, uh, which I think they'll absolutely smoke Norwich. Um, then they have Arsenal at home, then Leicester away, then Southampton at home. I think they'll win that one as well. Then they have Chelsea away, then they have Liverpool at home. So I think in the first seven weeks. Um, Liverpool, um, Man City actually have five very tough, tough games in Liverpool at home, Chelsea away, Leicester away, Arsenal at home, and then the Tottenham game that they just lost. So I think City City might struggle, but Pep, Pep is a genius, like you said. We'll see how he sets up um, this team if he doesn't get a striker. Yeah, okay yeah but um obviously obviously with the top four predictions we need also relegation predictions man after week one man there are teams that actually um shocked us Watford winning three two against us on Villa um if you guys did listen to the previous episode you guys can go back and listen to the previous episode because um actually predicted that Villa would consider a few goals in this one and they they are, actually three nil down early in the second half man and um, they actually had to rally up to score two goals, obviously a penalty from Ings and um, a stunner from John McGinn. John McGinn obviously a player that I like a lot um, since he was playing in the Championship and playing for Scotland as well. Um, obviously, Watford um, shocked us as well um, but who, who do you think Man will actually get relegated this year?
1: Um, so we know I agree with that I agree with the opinion that Southampton will be relegated. Uh, yeah. I don't think to get into it. Yeah. Uh, My like, second team
0: is... Yeah, but you guys should go back and listen to the previous episode. Alex and Linus actually have Southampton as favourites for relegation this season. So any Southampton fans, if you're listening to the podcast, man, it, it is what it is. No, I mean,
1: okay, but I'll, I'll add a caveat and say if they do, I don't know, if for the next two weeks, they had a flurry of transfers that they've been hiding, and you know, they they choose to finalize all of them and bringing a, a, about 11 players into their squad. Then, yeah, probably they survived, but the way it's looking, uh, even given their form last season, which was downright relegation form, uh, and how they started the season, it doesn't look like as if there'll be a team who will be around for the 2022 2023 uh, season. Uh, the second. Uh, and this one is going to be, okay, well, it's obvious, but Crystal Palace. Now, Palace haven't been in a relegations club in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also had uh, well-established managers. You know, recently, the, the manager who left was Roy Hodgson. And there were players, there were managers who were familiar with the league. I think them bringing in Patrice uh, Vieira, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a new manager, a new coach, who really doesn't have experience in this. I think they could be. Uh, they 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 should expect themselves in a bit of a you know, relegation scrap this time, and probably won't even make it to the end. Uh, my third team then would have to be. Uh, I mean, for my third team, I'd have to go with a, a newly promoted side, and I think Watford looked most likely. Uh, though they won their fixture against Aston uh, Villa, I. I there's not much. Uh, is, you can't can, convince me about them much. I mean, yeah. uh, no. Uh, Brentford, Brentford seem look as if they survive, and know which we know how good they can be, and how good they've been under Daniel Farke. And you know, I believe them being here before uh, will lend itself themse- will will lend itself uh, to the affair. Mm-hmm. Watford look the more likely of the newly promoted sides to go down.
0: Yeah, Watford. Yeah, Watford. Obviously, Watford. are side that. Um, I think for me, I think I think favourites um, of mine. Oh, the favourites of many people to actually go down. But I think I think they might do well. Obviously, their next game they have Brighton away, and then after that, um, Watford have um, Spurs away, which will be t- which will be tough. Man, I don't know how 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 they'll do that one. They'll do in that one. But I think I think Watford. Watford. a side that. Um, I, I'd say they, they, they look they look different this year, man. I, I don't know if it's the first week. Um, the only problem that I have with that for is defensively. Obviously, conceding two goals, Man after leading three nil is not is not comfortable, man. For for anyone watching them, anyone supporting them, anyone wanting them to do well this year. But um, also regarding regarding Crystal Palace, um, I think I think it's 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 a it's a give or take there. Obviously, they have Brentford away. Um, in this, in this next, in the, in their next weekend, um, I mean the weekend, and then after that they have West Ham United away. So um, Crystal Palace might might also struggle this year. Obviously, Vieira doesn't have um, experience coaching um, at this level, obviously in the Premier League. But Palace Palace might Palace have a tough year, man. And anyone thinking that what Palace might might actually um, have a very exciting season, um, I think I think. Linus is right on this one. I think you guys guys are in for for a rude shock, man. Obviously, their first game in September, they're playing Spurs at home, which is also another another London derby. So it's going to be very difficult. Southampton have Man United at home um, in the weekend. Then they have Newcastle away. and Then West Ham at home. I think Southampton are... I might have to agree with you and Alex on this one, Linus, man. I think think Southampton are looking like a side that they're looking very poor, man. Uh, the squad we are, we are just looking at it um together with a friend of mine, Brian. I'm um, shout out Brian Luccheseleli as well. But we're just looking at the side, man. And players like Shenlong are still in that squad, man. I don't know. I don't know even how old Shenlong is, but these are players that have been average for a long time. And with with such a long time actually them not playing, I don't know how they they actually are at the moment. I think Southampton might yeah they might also find themselves in that relegation. but i saw people actually talking about burnley i don't think Burnley will get relegated man i just think they have they have a secret weapon in Sean Dyche, man i think i think he's that influential but i'll burnley. agree with you on you're yeah, gone
1: Burnley came awfully close to be relegated last season okay not a close but they finished 17th and you're thinking if fulham had had a bit more luck last season than it's yeah. Burnley who'd take their place, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I could see why, but yeah, I mean, Burnley, Burnley losing, I mean, it was how they lost against Brighton, it was uncharacteristic of them, you know, considering two goals. So maybe, maybe, uh, Shondash's uh, tactics have you know grown stale and people are, are know how to beat him, so we'll have to see, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, Burnley are looking i'm also looking uh like relegation location candidates at this point
0: yeah yeah you, you'd actually you actually because their next game they they are playing obviously liverpool away this weekend and then after that these guys are playing Leeds at home which i um, leave the liverpool one you expect them to lose that one the Leeds one you're also expecting that to be very tough for them and then after that Burnley, i think Bunley, are in a tough situation as well, man. I think after that they are playing also Arsenal at some point in September. 18, I think eighteenth September. So, um, I, 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 um, for me, I'm, I'm, optimistic because I think I think they have a manager who has who has been I think in this in this position for a long time. I think they have a manager who still has the fuel to actually get them across the line just in the end. And I think because obviously the they the the goal that they conceded, the goal that they scored um within the first five minutes um in the weekend. Was uh, a set piece goal, and that is typical Burnley. Um, but um, I'm hopeful in their case. But obviously, I, I have a slightly fear um, of, of them. But I don't think they'll get relegated. I have some you know, thumb- now that you've
1: mentioned now that you mentioned Burnley. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the fixtures, and you know, as you said, they have Leeds, and then Everton, and then Arsenal, yeah. and then Leicester. And then you think the next favourable fixture would have to be Norwich. And so I think I'll change my pick and. Instead of Watford, put Burnley in there.
0: Yeah, but uh, for me, yeah, for me, it, I'll take I'll take Southampton, and then I'll take Palace, and then I'll take Norwich because I think I think Norwich are a um yo yo side. I think I I, I think I can I can use the term yo yo here because they, they actually like to yo yo between the Championship and the Premier League Championship and the Premier League. I think they don't have enough goals in the tank to actually keep them in the Premier League. I think Palace might struggle, man. I think Palace lost their secret weapon in Ray Hodgson. Um, I also think Southampton, the time is up for them. Um So I might agree with, I, I'm actually agreeing with you and Alex on this one, man. We just had to check Southampton, man. They're, they're in a tough spot as well. They're also playing Man City um that weekend that they are actually playing Arsenal, which, which doesn't sound good for Southampton. Before that, they're playing West Ham um, at home. West Ham are a good side, man. So um, we'll see how how that pairs on. But for me, Southampton, Palace, and Norwich. Um, I think you had you had Palace, Southampton, and uh, Burnley. Burnley, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're agreeing. We're agreeing actually on two teams. So that that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one. But um, overall, man, it was it was actually a very beautiful. Um, Basically, weekend of, of Premier League football. I'm I'm that Premier League football is back, man. It was it was obviously it was a different summer because they had a lot of football to watch. The Euros, um, with the extended season as well. There was also the talk from the Champions League. Um, the preseason came in I think very early. So, but we're gas man that the season is back. Obviously, with fans now, um, it's going to be a very nice season. I can't wait for for basically the weekend to watch Man United actually, um, take on Southampton. Um do, do you do you have a, do you have a Premier League goal of the weekend Linus um, um, because I'd actually goal. put a goal in there because um, I think Chelsea fans don't like to talk so much about their players but I'd actually put Alonso's goal in there
1: uh, I don't I really don't remember any good goal I've seen <laughs> of this weekend yeah, yeah I mean I can't really think of anything at the moment
0: yeah because um for me i think i think i'll take i'll take look ailing's goal against man united that was a yes, absolute...
1: yeah, that, that's yeah. okay yeah i think
0: yeah, yeah. that was that an absolute turner man yeah I, I i'll take that over there Alonso one because i think i think it's just it's not often that that you actually see um goals from from actually because locating is a very good is a very good player man and i like him since he was in the championship man and i am um, we don't see we don't see very good goals against top sides coming from those I'd say um quote unquote smaller teams but that was a very good goal um by Luke Ealing. um but basically this has been um the Premier League episode man for you guys man you guys can actually um talk to us obviously we, we we'll cover the, the transfers as well um we'll do an episode and we'll drop it before before the weekend um, obviously there's a lot there's a lot that's been going on um Fabrizio has been tweeting nonstop um there's a lot that, that's been going on man obviously Lukaku has just been confirmed Tammy Abraham has gone to Roma that's, so that's mad, there's news there I think also Bayern offered Lef- Lewandowski to Chelsea before they signed Lukaku there's also news there um, so we'll we'll drop a TWP transfers Um, I think episode 4, episode for you guys um, to listen before the weekend but um, I'm so gassed man that you guys could tune in man I'm so gassed to have Linus as well Linus man anything, yes. anything else left to say?
1: Yeah, just to uh, send in your predictions. You know, are we are we are we are we totally wrong? You know, do we not see something? You see in Southampton, maybe yeah, passing for and he yeah. you know find a way to you know turn around the fortunes of the club. But yeah, just you know tell us whether or not you agree with our predictions.
0: Yeah, man. Obviously, so, so um... Yeah, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe someone, someone is actually seeing what you are not seeing, man. Yeah, yeah, man. But also, you guys can follow the podcast on Twitter at Third World Pod. You guys can follow the podcast on Instagram at Three at The World Perspective. You guys can also follow me on Twitter at fablo iconero Linus is not on the socials, man. So um we need to get 200,000 plays to actually get Linus on the socials, man. We need this to happen, man. If you guys have been following The Third World Perspective for a long time. Linus actually requires the pod to get to plays for us to get him on the socials. At the moment, it's 1,300 plays. Um, so we actually need to get... Um, we actually have, I think, 19, um What's the math? 99, 700? Uh, 98, 700, man. We still have 98, 700 plays to go, man. So that's math. <laughs> yeah, you <yeah. clears
1: throat> know. We'll get there soon.
0: yeah man Uh, but basically if you guys have enjoyed the podcast man you guys can support the podcast with as little as a dollar we have a listener support segment man help us to actually create better content for you guys better episodes man we need microphones um, we need better internet um, but thank you guys for listening man this has been the third perspective covering with one of the premier league